when Braden, when you told me you had a podcast, I watched. I followed you guys. I subscribed. Yeah. Follow you on Insta. I watch. I watch a few ones. I've watched a few. I watched the Christopher Nolan. Yeah. That one cracked me up. This the movie list. That was a great one. No, dude. Yeah. Wow. I've, I've seen a few. They wow, do great. Wow, wow, So, yeah. Welcome back to the Kingdom Vision Podcast. Uh, I'm with you as always. Uh, today, we have a special guest. Uh, <laughs> it's a special interview with my brother, uh, Pastor. What, what's your title now? At, pastor. At, yeah, at cool. Risen Nation Church. So, he's a he's pastor, a pastor. Bishop, Apostle. No, I'm just yeah, kidding. What, <laughs> whatever you want. He, <laughs> whatever you want me to be. He's versatile. So, uh, so yeah. So what? Any opening thoughts? Uh, you yeah. Have? No, I... Yeah, I think you heard me going on and on, but uh, I love you. I'm so glad I'm here. Uh, we literally made the drive. It's totally a last minute thing, and uh, it's just a blessing. And I promise I won't say and uh, the whole time, <laughs> but I'm just excited, man. Yeah. Um, this this man and his family is so awesome. Uh, they came down to San Angelo, uh, where we're recording right now, uh, just to come see me, just to come see my family, just to come see us, and... Uh, I think that that captures the heart of who y'all are, and I'm yeah, I'm just so thankful for y'all, and I'm so thankful that you you hopped on the podcast. Oh, dude, heck yeah! I'm uh, wow, I'm actually really excited. It's you know, funny being behind a microphone now. It's almost surreal because when I met you, you were in ministry school. You walked in. We had like a young adult service. You walked in, and. I don't know, maybe it was literally, it felt like instant friendship. I don't know, it was really oh, cool. <laughs> we just clicked. I was like, oh, I like this guy. Absolutely. I like this oh, guy. Oh, God wove us together so much. But uh, yeah, what what is, uh, first question, just what is your heart cry, you know? Mm. Um, and, and we'll, yeah, just what's your heart cry? Yeah. Well, I would say this. Um, so little bit of who I am. I'm, I'm a pastor at a church called Resonation um, in the DFW area, uh, kind of closer to Fort Worth. Um, and we've watched the Lord do something amazing. Um, it really started as, I would say, it was a young adults group. We did not want to be a church. We had no desire to be a church. Um, we just really wanted to seek Jesus, and we wanted our generation to fall in love with Him. And I think that's still what gets my heart burning is this generation. I, I so believe in this generation. I so believe in what God's doing. I um, I think this is a generation that gets writ- written off a lot. Mm. And my heart is just so for them. I want them to know this man, Christ Jesus. I think he's the answer. You know, um, that that's become kind of Christianese of like, yeah. oh, Jesus is the answer, you know? <laughs> But no, he truly is. I mean, when you look at the scriptures, when you look at what he's done, when you look at God's desire, God's dream, you realize, no, this is really the answer to the questions of the human heart. Because no matter mm-hmm. what someone projects, what, no matter what they're saying, the reality is that every person has this God-shaped hole in their heart Absolutely. that only Jesus himself can fulfill because he is love, and you can't really know what love is outside of him. But yet, everyone wants love. It doesn't matter what religion mm-hmm. they claim. It doesn't matter if they don't believe in any religion. Every person deep down desires love. And, and God is love, and he's the only one that can fill it. And, I, and I've seen it in my own life. And so I think that's my heart, man, is just I want to see a generation 
experience that love, know it. That's so, so good. Uh, how? What would you say is, I mean, the number one thing to, you know, the means to that end? You know, mm. what, what would you say is like, um, you know, it can be anything from, uh, you know, I know of such good leadership at Resonation. You know, what, what would you say is the number one staple to uh, that might be tough or whatever, you know, to actually reaching that that goal that you're all talking that you're talking about? Yeah, I think, you know, there's so many angles to look at it. But if I were to boil it down, because one thing it's hard to say one thing, but if I were to boil it down to this, I would yeah. say as as simple as it sounds, how does someone find Jesus or how does someone begin the journey of finding the Lord or, or, or falling in love with him, right? I, as simple as it sounds, I think it starts with a heart that's open. It really starts with just being open to him, just giving him a chance. Uh, I talk to unbelievers all the time and I'm like, I'm like, give him a chance and watch what happens. It's, it's, I tell him, I'm like, you might not believe in him now, but I promise you just give him a chance. And it's, it's one of the most, if you don't believe in Jesus, one of the most dangerous things you can do is be open to him. Because the minute you say, okay, Jesus, if you're really real, like, here I am. Like, let's give it a shot, and he will not let you down. The minute you open your heart to him, he he comes invading in. So I think it really, how do you start the journey is you just have to be open. You have to just be willing to say, I've tried everything. I've, I've tasted what the world's offered. Mm-hmm. That's why a lot of times... And I don't desire this for anyone. You know, I'm not, I'm not asking this for anyone. But I, I find that when I hear people's testimonies, a lot of times the testimony begins when they hit rock bottom because mm-hmm. they run out of options. They mm-hmm. run out of, they've tried everything the world can give them. Nothing is satisfying. And it's usually at that lowest rock bottom place. Then they say, okay, Lord, I'm open. Okay, if there's a God, if there's a Jesus... I'm listening. I'll give them a chance. And uh, that's when everything turns around. So yeah. it's like sometimes you wish so true. you wish people would just skip all the hard stuff and just go right there. But I think those that have been forgiven much love much. Absolutely. And so I, I think that's okay. However you get there. Yeah. Get there. I mean, that's why I believe that there's such a high, you know, depression, suicide rate with such successful people mm. is because... I think for a lot of people, especially in America, who chase yeah. that American dream, what keeps them sane is that they never reach it. Yeah. Right? But there's these people that do reach it. They get all the drugs. They get all the things, and they're like, they're still, I'm still empty. I'm yeah. still, there's still nothing that is fulfilling me. There's still nothing that's giving me uh, what my heart's looking for. All, yeah. the, all the applauses of people, I just can't do it, yeah. you know? Um, so, yeah, what what would you say is, the thing that just about Jesus, just him, mm-hmm. what shocks you the most just about him? Like, what's the thing that you're like, you feel like you keep getting shocked by him every mm-hmm. time? Yeah, I think the thing that wows me about Jesus, I think it's how obviously his love, but but the characteristic of his love that just blows me away every time is how near he is, how intentional he is, how intimate he is how much he really does care and I I just can't get over that I can't it'll always wow me that the same God that created the stars the universe the ocean 
giraffes, you know? <laughs> I don't know, I just picked giraffes dude, because <laughs> they're cool. That same God cares about what I'm doing on a Monday morning at 8 a.m. Like, how? Why? How? And, and not only does he care, but I don't get a fraction of him. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Jesus is not in the business of division. He doesn't yeah. divide himself. Mm-hmm. He multiplies himself. He he takes his fullness and he puts it in us. And and mm-hmm. I I wake up and sometimes even if I'm if I'm stressed or I'm just going through the day and I'm going through the emotions, I I stop and I just take a moment to go. Wow, you're here and you're fully here. You're all the way here. You're all the way in. You mm-hmm. the fullness of who you are is with me. Like, yeah, he's never withholding. Yeah, you know? yeah, he doesn't. Um, he's not. He's not distracted. He's not mm-hmm. fractured. Like you ever, um, you ever like at dinner with someone and they have their phone out and they kind of like keep checking their phone, and you're you're kind of like, is this person listening to me? Are they not? It kind of seems like they're over here doing this thing, mm-hmm. and and that could be frustrating. Well, if Jesus were to sit at a dinner table with you, he would be this guy, <laughs> staring at you eyes of fire you'd be like stop looking at me dude freaking me out because he's fully invested fully he's fully invested and i I, that just blows i'll never fully comprehend that i don't think wow wow yeah and i was just going to relay that into just my next question i think that it's something that this generation in particular struggles with Mm. maybe the most Mm. um and i think that there's so many things that play into that um, I'm not that worried about what all plays into it. I'm more concerned with what's the solution, right? Mm. So, uh, what is so somebody who knows and hears there's a path to freedom in Jesus, but isn't experiencing it? Yeah. What What would you say to them? You know, I, we we kind of started this conversation before uh, we actually started recording, and that 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 question was really good. It, it got me thinking about my own testimony. I'm um, and I'm going to give the snapshot version of it. Okay. I won't, but I got radically saved at 20 years old in my jail cell. Um, after five days of, of heavy drinking and drug use and partying. And, um, in the midst of that on the outside, I had what you would call a normal 20 year old life. Um, had good parents, was in school, was in college. Um, you know, I wouldn't consider myself a drug addict. Kind of had that 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 self righteous thing of like, well, at least I'm not that. I mean, you know, I'm not living on the street. You know, yeah. I'm from, you know, I'm not in a gang. You know, I'm not selling drugs. I might be taking some, but I'm not selling them. So I, I'm not them. So on the outside, it looked good, but on the inside, I was dying. And I think that's a lot of our generation today is we look good on the outside, especially social media. It's always the perfect picture and the perfect pose, but on the inside, the perfect, it's a filtered life. But on the mm-hmm. inside, we're dying and we're broken and we need freedom. And how I found freedom was I gave my life to Jesus at 20 years old. I, I, I First, I recognized that I needed help. That's the first thing. You recognize that I cannot do this on my own. And then I had a radical encounter with the presence of Jesus. I said, Lord, if you're real, that's the thing. I didn't even call him Lord because I didn't know him that way. So it's just like, God, if you're real, Jesus, if you're real, what do you want from me? 
And I prayed that in jail and the Lord's, and I had a tangible encounter with the Lord and he said, I want you. That's it. That's, that was it. And, and I felt peace. But I was just telling um, Cole and you in the car what there was still this kind of process, but what kind of did it for me, where I kind of really found true freedom, where, where from the inside out I was transformed, was I my motivation changed. And here's, here, here's what it was. I started to experience the presence of Jesus. And, and we can maybe talk about the presence in a minute, because I know we hear that and we always get confused. But I started to experience the tangible, real person of Jesus. And what I experienced him, I realized that he loved me. And my motivation changed from, I want freedom. I want to get free from, because I, I still was struggling with purity even after getting saved, even mm-hmm. after praying to prayer. Like so many. Yeah. Like, like I was a Christian. I was going to church, but still had these secret things that I just couldn't kick, these habits. But when I realized that here's this Jesus, he's tangible. First of all, he's real. And the guy that spoke to me in my jail cell, he, he'll meet with me every day if I give him a chance. That, that's what started to stir my heart. And then here's what it was. My motivation changed. And we were just talking about this. My motivation went from, okay, I'm trying to get free and I'm using Jesus as a means to my freedom. And instead it turned into, here's this guy that loves me and his head over heels for me. I want to know him. And that's the biggest change Mm -hmm. is I went from, okay, Lord, how do I unlock these issues? How do I, how do I get out of this jail cell? And I'm looking at the word and I'm going, Lord, like if Jesus, I need to fix these things. How how do I get fixed? And instead it went, Jesus, I got to know you. Mm -hmm. Like you love me. Mm -hmm. How do I love you? Like you love me. I have (laughs) to know you, bro. I could get weepy talking about it. I I would wake up and I just, and, and my prayer hasn't changed in all these years. I want to know you. Jesus said, this is eternal life, that they may know me. Dude, what? That's eternity. You're going to spend eternity knowing him, mm-hmm. learning about him, discovering yep. him. And, and the minute you get an inch of his love, and I, I would say we were even talking about grace, right? Grace is not an opportunity to sin. It's not, okay, keep going in the cycle that you're in. And Jesus just pats you on the back and says, it's okay. And when you die one day, then you'll be all right. That's, it's all right. Just hold stay. On tight. Yeah, <laughs> hold on tight. Be a good boy. Be a good girl. And then when you die one day, okay, then you'll be free. And that's not the Bible. Nowhere in the Bible, I'm going to mess with some people right now, but nowhere in the Bible does it actually say you have to die to get to heaven. You know, just look it up. It's not in there. What, what the Bible does say is come to me all who are thirsty and I'll give you something to drink. And that bell, that will flow in your belly to living water and it leads to everlasting life. Yeah. It's, it's, it's him. It's knowing him. So I started to get this thing of I want to know him. And I actually, in this weird way, I forgot. I yep. forgot my struggles. It's, I, I, I forgot what I was even going through because yep. I just wanted to know him and I built my day around I want to know this guy and I want to love him like he loves me. And then grace kicked in. And if you actually look up great grace in the Strong's, in the Greek concordance, you're going to see the definition is actually grace is the divine influence upon the heart and the reflection of that life. So grace is not 
hey, you can just do whatever you want and it's good. You're under grace. No, grace is I'm going to take who I am, put it inside of you, and it's going to begin to change you. And what's going to happen is your life is going to begin to reflect the one who's in you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and so, I don't know. We'll stop there. I'm just no, keep going, no, dude. Keep, <laughs> don't stop. I And it's something, you know, me being at LC, being at Resonation, it's something you see repeatedly. Every person that gives their heart to Jesus, and you can see them giving their heart to Jesus, their lives change. A hundred out of a hundred, every person that they find out, it's actually, they think that Jesus is the process to freedom or or he's, you know, we're going to use him as a means instead of when I fall in love, that is freedom. When I fall in love with Jesus, that is freedom personified. Is him knowing him, loving him. That is peace. That is freedom. That is life. That is, that is the whole purpose of, of who we are, you know? So yeah, you talk a lot about the presence of Jesus. It's so it's everything, and uh, it's something so talked about at Resonation. Mm. William, everyone talks about it so much. Um, try to give like that kind of an illustration to you know someone that hasn't heard uh, as much of you know that the presence yeah. of Jesus and say and you know just explain that like um, you just explain that term I yeah. suppose. Yeah. So I I would really say the presence of Jesus. There's I would start with this. I think the presence of Jesus begins with a revelation that he's present. So you got to start there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Jesus is present. He's here. The Holy Spirit is a person. That's why he can be grieved because he's got emotions. He's got thoughts, wills, desires. He moves. He lives. He breathes. He's a person. And when Jesus gave us the promise of the Holy Spirit, what he tell the disciples, I will not leave you nor forsake you. And behold, I will be with you even to the end of the age. And he even promised we could go to it, John 14, I think John 14, where he says, we will not leave you as orphans, but we will come to you and we will make our home in you. So, and when he said, when the Lord was talking about we, he was talking about Jesus and the Father. Because remember, he said, I'm going to send to the Father. We're going to be one again. And I'm going to pour out the helper, the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is us making our home in you. And that's why in John 17, Jesus would say, I pray that they would be one as we are one. So it's all about this oneness. So you got to, you got to start with a revelation that Jesus is present. His presence is that he's present. Mm -hmm. That's, it's that revelation of he's here. He's always Mm -hmm. been here. Even in my worst days, he'll never leave me. Mm -hmm. And when I pass on from this life, he's still going to be with me. So you start there with the revelation. Then what happens is, is that as you begin to walk in that and you begin to actually live a life aware, it's that awareness. So I I think it starts with a revelation, then it becomes an awareness. Mm -hmm. Okay, if Jesus is here, how would I walk? And and when that becomes real, I'm going to start walking different. Pastor William uses a great example. It's so direct, but I don't care. I think it's great. You know, he talks about like, you know, open up your laptop late at night, right? He says, you know, if my dad was in the room, (laughs) <laughs> right would i open up my laptop at midnight if my physical if my actual natural dad like think about your dad bro <laughs> no <laughs> the answer is you know uh every person would be yeah. like no yeah it's it's a, a faith issue it always yeah. is right like 
God's love and mercies are a waterfall, and mm-hmm. your faith is a funnel. And however small and tight you have that funnel, your faith mm. is how much you're going to drink and experience of those unending waterfalls mm. of mercy and love and grace. And and it's like, if you shrink your faith to nothing, that, that Jesus, you know, there's people that Jesus could be looking them right in the face can be saying, I love you. Mm. And it means nothing because it's like, I don't, I don't care about him. Nothing. I I don't believe in him, blah, blah, blah. And it means nothing. And then that same person that has their funnel completely opened Mm. has full faith in it. It can mean everything to them. Yeah. You know, it's always a faith issue in in my heart and, and and it's always a belief and, and a compassion and caring for him. Uh, so yeah, I don't. I don't really have any other questions. Yeah. Oh, come on! Come on, on, Cole, get in here. We gotta get three mics ASAP so we can do this more. Yeah. Hey, that's the end of this episode this week. Make sure you go watch the next video where it'll be my interview with Gerardo. It's a good one. It's uh, I we didn't expect it to be two parts, but it ended up being two parts. So if you want to finish it, make sure you go watch that one. And uh, I'm kind of showing you all my makeshift setup right here. We're working with what what we got. So thank you for watching. We'll see you in the next video.